Welcome to Linda's Corner. My name is Linda Bjork. For today's episode, I will be sharing an excerpt from one of my books called You Got This, An Action Plan to Calm Fear, Anxiety, Worry, and Stress. With all the disturbing current events we're facing, people all around the world are experiencing overwhelmingly high levels of stress right now. I feel strongly about the need to help empower people to be resilient and able to handle their problems. You Got This is a thoroughly researched, easy-to-read, well-designed action plan to calm feelings of fear, anxiety, worry, and stress with a wide variety of proven cognitive behavioral therapy techniques that empower people to regain a sense of peace and control in their lives. You Got This will show you how to decrease stressors, increase coping skills, increase confidence, increase resilience, and find solutions to your problems. The book is available in paperback and ebook formats on Amazon. Today's excerpt highlights one of the many tools shared in the book. These tools are part of the section of the book called Daily Action Steps. If we want to make positive changes in our lives, then learning new information simply isn't enough. Change requires action. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but there is no other way. However, it doesn't have to be hard, overwhelming, or take a lot of time. Rather than expecting someone to completely overhaul their lives overnight, these action steps are broken down into small, bite-sized pieces that are simple and short so that they can be completed by real people who are living real lives. It's going to be okay. You got this. The tool for today is about automatic thoughts and cognitive distortions. For today's action step, you're going to analyze some of your thoughts and see if there are any cognitive distortions. When something happens to us, we usually have thoughts that automatically come to mind. These automatic thoughts are often done out of habit, and we don't even realize we're doing it. Unfortunately, these automatic thoughts usually include assumptions or patterns often called cognitive distortions because they don't accurately reflect what's going on. The following is a list of possible cognitive distortions that we might use, as well as questions we might ask ourselves in order to give a more balanced and accurate perspective. The first cognitive distortion is personalization. This is the tendency to take everything very personally. This can either come in the form of assuming that something was intended as a personal attack, or it might manifest in a belief that everything that happened is all our fault. We personally are to blame for everything. A balancing question to help us overcome this natural tendency of personalization is to ask, is there another way of looking at this? Who or what else may have played a part in this? The next cognitive distortion is called selective attention or mental filtering. 
This is the tendency to focus on the negative events while filtering out or completely ignoring the positive events or things that went well. A balancing question to help overcome this natural tendency is to ask, what are the positives in this situation? Did anything go right? Another cognitive distortion is called fortune-telling. This is a form of jumping to conclusions where we assume we know what will happen in the future. Usually, fortune-telling includes pessimistic thinking or what could go wrong. To overcome natural feelings of fortune-telling is to ask the balancing question, what evidence do I have to support this conclusion? Is there another possible outcome? Another cognitive distortion is called mind reading. Mind reading is another form of jumping to conclusions where we assume that we know what someone else is thinking. These conclusions are rarely, if ever, based on facts or concrete evidence, but rather based on personal feelings and opinions. As a result, they can often lead us astray. A balancing question to see if we are mind reading is to ask, what evidence do I have to support this conclusion? Is there any evidence that supports a different conclusion? Can I clarify and ask the person if this is what they're actually thinking? Another cognitive distortion is called catastrophizing. Catastrophizing is the tendency to blow circumstances out of proportion and make things out to be a lot worse than they should be. Basically, we're making mountains out of molehills. It's helpful to gain perspective by asking yourself a few questions. How bad is this? Can I survive this? Is it permanent? Is it temporary? Another balancing question might be, Is it possible that things aren't as bad as I make them out to be? Another cognitive distortion is called overgeneralization. Overgeneralization is when we tend to make broad generalizations that are based on a single event and minimal evidence. A clue that we might be using overgeneralization is when we use phrases that include the words never or always. For example, you always, or he never. In these instances, we are using a past event to predict all future events. A balancing question could be, could I think of any instances where that was not the case? Is there any evidence suggesting that things could now be different? Another cognitive distortion is called labeling. This is the tendency to make global statements about ourselves or others based on behavior in a specific situation. For example, I'm a failure, or you are an insensitive jerk. It changes a specific behavior or incident and turns it into an all-encompassing definition. Some balancing questions are, Is there evidence that this is true in all situations? 
can I think of any evidence that is contrary to this conclusion? Another cognitive distortion is called shoulding and musting. This is the tendency to make unrealistic and unreasonable demands on yourself and others. I should have done this, or she should have done that. This is unhelpful because it sets people up for failure and also doesn't take into account other alternatives. A balancing question would be, is there another way to do things that I haven't yet considered? Or might there be more than one way to do things? Another cognitive distortion is called emotional reasoning. Emotional reasoning is the cognitive distortion where we tend to interpret our experience of reality based on how we are feeling in that moment. Our emotional state skews our interpretation of the actual event. A balancing question might be, is there any evidence that how I'm seeing this isn't accurate? Is it possible that my emotions affected my interpretation of what really happened? Another cognitive distortion is called magnification and minimization. This is where we tend to magnify the positive attributes of another person while minimizing our own positive attributes. We often compare someone else's highlight reel with our blooper reel. This devalues ourselves while putting someone else on a pedestal. A balancing question might be, what talents and abilities do I have? Find evidence that you too are deserving and capable. Another cognitive distortion is called black and white or all or nothing thinking. This refers to thinking in extremes. You were either a success or a failure. Your performance was totally good or totally bad. If you are not perfect, then you are a failure. This binary way of thinking leads to unreasonable expectations and low self-esteem or harsh criticism of others. A balancing question might be, what are the positives in this situation? Did anything go right? Is it possible that rather than being entirely black or white, it was actually a shade of gray? I don't know about you, but I've personally been guilty of making every single one of those cognitive distortions many times over. Let's quickly review the dreaded phone call scenario. Some of my thoughts were, I don't want to do this. They don't want to talk to me. They're going to reject me. They might not like me. And I don't know what to say. How many examples of cognitive distortions can I find in this scenario? Well, I was definitely using personalization. I thought that if someone said no, it meant a personal attack on me and my value, and that the person didn't like me. I use selective attention, seeing only the negative in this situation and ignoring the times when people were nice and said yes or were even excited to have someone care about them enough to come and visit them. I used fortune telling, assuming that the future was going to be awful 
and assuming that I would be rejected. I used catastrophizing by making mountains out of molehills. It was just a phone call. It was not like my life was actually being threatened. I used overgeneralization with ideas like, I always get rejected. I used labeling and the thoughts and ideas that I must be unlikable and I'm a failure. I used lots of shooting and musting in that I knew I should have been doing something and it should have been easy. I used emotional reasoning since my interpretation of events was highly colored by my negative emotions. I used all or none thinking and allowed one no or failure to mean that I was a failure rather than looking at a balanced picture that included both positive and negative. So as you do this exercise, please don't think that there's any criticism or judgment involved. This is about increasing awareness that our thoughts may not be an accurate reflection of what is really happening. Much of our fear, worry, stress, and anxiety can be alleviated simply by getting a more balanced perspective. Today's action step is to take the thoughts recorded on yesterday's CBT triangle and see if you can find any cognitive distortions associated with any of those thoughts. I hope you have enjoyed this excerpt from my book, You Got This, An Action Plan to Calm Fear, Anxiety, Worry, and Stress. I feel strongly about the need to help empower people to be resilient and able to handle their problems, so I will continue sharing excerpts from the book in other episodes of Linda's Corner. In closing, I'd like to share a quote from an official review from Reedsy. It says, The author retains a conversational tone and links the theoretical stuff with examples from everyday life and anecdotes that the reader can relate to. She also shares some cool tricks to lift one's mood, deal with panic instantly, or distract oneself. See you next time on Linda's Corner.